All right, here we are. It's the second episode. I'm super excited today to be able to welcome yet another special guest. This time, though, a guest of a very different ilk. This time, it's uh, a, a compadre of mine from, uh, gosh, two decades ago. I think we met at. Um, we actually met at McClure North. Uh, College Preparatory Academy there in, Flor- in Florissant. Uh, <laughs> we became friends. We actually became friends um, uh, because we were doubles partners, if you can believe that, on this on the storied franchise uh, Varsity Tennis there with Coach Rocky Ryan. Uh, I know everybody's familiar with this story. You've seen it on ESPN 30 for 30, but I don't. I won't, I won't bore you with it. Um, so with that, I'm pleased to introduce Mr. Donald Tebow. Uh, Don, you want to say hello to our listeners? How are we, everybody? <laughs> yeah, um, it's not so much that we were uh, doubles partners. We were the talismatic um, showboys for <laughs> the uh, tennis team as well. And uh, yeah, it's That's been about right. two decades. The spiritual leaders, I think a lot of people considered us, as, of not only of the tennis team, really, but of the school, I would say, at, at large, maybe of all of Florissant, but yeah, certainly of the tennis team. Yeah. Many souls were saved. <laughs> That's right. We brought him to Jesus. <laughs> we brought him to Jesus. Uh, well, Don, let me give Don a little bit of an introduction. Don is is a is a, a one of a kind guy. Don's one of my favorite guys. A, a, a absolute barrel of monkeys. He's one of the funnest guys I know. Uh, he, but Don is uh, more than just that. We are also volleyball uh, teammates now. Uh, Don's a big fan of rec sports. I think probably soccer. I think particularly indoor soccer. Maybe uh, maybe your forte. Um, and then on top of that, uh, Don's a family man. He's also uh, he's also into. Well, why don't I let you tell him anything else? Uh, w- w- what are you up to? How, how would you define yourself? Um, yeah, so been playing sports all my life. Picked up a tennis racket after our friend Corey said, "Hey, you want to come play tennis?" I'm like, "Sure." Never played before. <laughs> Let's knock it out. Did that. Yeah. Same thing for volleyball in college um and oh, then right. soccer you played, so you played and you played in college you played for the college team at Fonbon. correct right? yeah i did soccer volleyball and tennis and then um, is it called now here's the thing don people want to know is it libero or is it libero depends upon how feminine you are <laughs> as a man okay good uh, let's go with a hundred percent a little libero okay libero yeah they had trouble with that i think on the summer olympics this year but i, I remember you saying libero and i thought that eh, seems more right i'm gonna stick with that I think once you have so many years into volleyball, you become tenured, and then you can start using the new verbiage. <laughs> you can say, okay, then you say it. Then you say you say it. However, however you demo, please. All right. So, all right, keep going. I cut you off there. Keep going. So yeah. So been doing that. Uh, I have a twelve-year-old daughter. She's in gymnastics um, four days a week, four hours, which I cannot even fathom doing that. <laughs> Um, I live in Shrewsbury, been there for about five years. I work at Cass Information Systems, which handles international shipments, making sure, by the way, super sexy talk coming up. Uh, it's international oh, like shipping it. to make sure that if you ship something from an Ooh. airport to a actual port at sea, and then that sea lane goes to a truck, which then goes to a location, we make sure that everything is billed correctly. So I'm going to give you like five seconds to calm Ooh, down sexually. Man. I know, dude. I was going to say, I think I, I think our audience has got, is, lo- is losing blood in their heads. It's all rushing to... Uh... Which head, though? Ooh, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> thanks for the background, Tom. Well, so I know you're not, uh, that's not all you do pro- professionally. I think I, I heard a rumor that you've uh, you got another job um, that maybe in, uh, may involve professional soccer in some capacity. Correct. Um, prior to this year, I did 
everything except the MLS as far as refing. So there was the STLFC games I used to do, I don't do now. I do St. Louis Ambush for college. I do Big 12, Big 10, A10, and SEC. And then just a lot of like the local colleges within like an hour distance. But that's kind of, I've been doing that for 10, 12 years now. But that's where I'm at. I got it. I find that fascinating. Now, I think a lot of people probably have a lot of questions. It's how often do you get to have a sit-down interview with a professional referee? So there's some things i got to assume our listeners right now are wondering. Um, for example, um, uh, well, is this, is, this kind of a, is this a routine job or is it, is it crazy all the time? Because you watch the NFL and these people are getting berated constantly. Is that something that you learn to do? To, to manage, to deal with, or is it hectic all the time? Having people argue with you, having people yelling at you. Is that something that you just learned? You grow a thick skin? I think it's the way I approach it. Um, since I started when I was probably 22, I didn't start like most other refs at like 15, 16. So <laughs> when I did that, I kind of had a approach to it where it's like oh am i pissing you off okay what else can i do to piss you off when i'm repping <laughs> he's the antagonist referee so so like to your point like i think it's just my personality in general that allows me to be successful referee i started at like u15 boys and i think the fact that i played throughout my career in college it provided me to be more well equipped to progress versus some May, I don't know the percentage, but other referees just get into refing, don't know the game and like all the complexities within the game to be an arbiter of those scenarios. Sure. No, I get you. And I and, and it makes sense. And I've always and it never surprised me that you succeed at this, but just given your demeanor. So what um so what particularly what position do you play? Are you the guy holding the flag down there, waving that thing when somebody's offside? Are you run are you sprinting back and forth? You're mostly stationary? What's the what's the outfit? Give us some details here. So it's both. So I was on a trajectory to potentially go to the MLS as an AR, so they call it assistant referee, that's the people with the flag, um, because they're in just a really high level view. There's USSF, which is United States Soccer Federation, that's MLS, all the St. Louis Scott Gallagher's and stuff. Then there's college, then there's futsal, indoor soccer basically. And then there's like, so there's probably five different sets of rules that I need to know. But going back to the question where <laughs> it's it's everything. So like for the Big 12, Big 10, they usually have people who work FIFA matches or work MLS. Those are people in the middles and I'll just do lines. SEC. So you're eight. doing, so you're, are you, are you blowing the whistle? Are you the one whipping the yellow card out? What, what, what do I see on TV that's you doing that in your matches? What, what's the, is it is the guy who uh, is the guy who cards the people for flopping? Is it the guy who blows the whistle and everybody gets real? The captain's run, getting his face. What's uh? So yeah. What am I gonna recognize? So I do everything. So there's the guy in the middle with the whistle, call him a whistle or a center. You got the two assistant referees that do offsides and kind of fouls or any type of thing that's in their little area, like proximity based. And then you have the fourth official who handles subs and is basically. In our industry, we call him a verbal punching bag because he gets berated <laughs> and he can't do anything about it. But he tries to use verbal judo to kind of communicate what he thinks the center referee is doing. 
to mitigate any type of angst or frustration confrontation with the coaches oh okay all right okay and I assume there's I assume there's quite a bit of that I, I, I as how frequent is it maybe well here's a better question for you Don what's the worst case maybe do you have any stories of the worst case uh, something that you maybe couldn't mitigate couldn't talk down how bad does it get out there and what kind of trouble were you I assume you probably were never in like El Salvador and like trying to escape for your life under gunfire but you know at the same time it's not you 15 all the way around right so um, in order to get to where I was there was a league in Cahokia Illinois which is right across from it's right past Sauge i.e. the east side or the nice which, part, the nice part of town I think most people as, it's the, it's the good part of town, right? That, it's what gets us up towards, like, Detroit numbers as far as murder and I everything see. else. I see. That, that part. I see. So, so, so not, not, maybe not so much the nice part of town. Got it. So it's, um, it's, a rec- it's a competitive league as far as just everybody's on the same skill level. You have Guatemalans, Hondurans, Mexicans. Jesus. I mean, these are, full, these are full-grown adults basically playing, like, an, an, basically an amateur sort of league. I mean, it's not kids, high school, college. This is these are adult men just in a, in a semi-competitive kind of like a league. Correct. And you're out here reffing them, unarmed. Correct. Um, so I do. So there's two. They call it quote unquote Latino leagues because it's a majority of Central Americans. Okay. There's one at 20th and Carr that doesn't have a police presence, which <laughs> okay. is why I go to the one in Cahokia, okay. because there's a police presence okay. there. Okay, that's the, not a thing I would think would have to be specified in the job description, but you're checking the, you're checking the when they call you up for a job, you're checking the, whether or not it's, uh, whether or not there's cops on, on hand. So you said it's amateur, so you have to have people come and assess you slash judge you. Judge you as a referee. As a referee, they oh. say, "Do you check? Did you do all these oh. scenarios correct?" Oh, oh, I see. You're getting you're getting uh, your own evaluation as you go. Evaluations, okay. assessments, sure. like that type of thing. That's interesting. And so it has to be an amateur for me to get to the level where I'm at currently. And so I went out there, and um, it's basically D, you were doing D league refing, basically. Correct. And so I mean, this Summer is league. I mean for I mean it was an awesome time. They gave us food. But for everybody out there, this was their everything. Everybody would, you'd have hundreds of people out there watching the games. You'd have all of the... There's a temper, there's a lot of emotions out there. Intertwining of different uh, countries. So like, like I said, Hondurans, Guatemalans, Mexicans, oh, yeah. Chileans, a few American did, teams. Did you ever have to do the North Korea, South Korea match out there? Um, no, but I'm assuming due to malnourishment, the South Koreans oh, would win just dude, in a hand. Is, and just, I mean, that's, that is unfair. That is racist. That's, I just, well, you know what? All right. I think you're probably right, actually. But you didn't, you didn't ref that match. No, I only did the West and East Koreans. That's the only <laughs> match I've ever done. That's right. Right. Who, who's the dominant team out of West versus East Korea? I heard, I heard good things about East Korea. A lot of draws. East, East Korea. Ties, by the way. Sorry. A lot of draws. A lot of, a lot of draws. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I guess that, yeah, I guess that does happen. Well, shit. So, uh, you, you, so you were, you're in this, uh, perceivably rather dangerous kind of situation. Tempers are flaring. I mean, you, you mentioned you're out in part of town with, uh, where you got to have cops around. Um, any particular story stand out to you? Um, from, from a just general perspective, usually, so there's probably five fields, and you have four matches a day. And are these on the? Are these up on the mound? Yes, because soccer is not played on a flat field. Mm-hmm. You are correct. And it's on a Cahokia mound. Correct. Yes, fair it's enough. actually inside. And now it's okay. Now it's starting to add up because we went there in, in grade school. Now I know what you're talking about. Okay. Okay. I went to Onondaga Cave. That's all I can. Really do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you're all right. So okay. There's five five fields. 
So then there's four, there's like nine, 11, one, three. So what, so you figure 20 games, at least three to five per week, there's bench clearing brawls. <laughs> and what, and what, I what did you not? What did the referees do? I, mean, I got to assume that you're, you're, that you're respected as being a neutral party, hopefully, in many of these cases, that you're kind of, kind of like a journalist when you're in a conflict, you know, they usually, they don't. You know, they're not supposed to mess with you too much, right? Not respected from, <laughs> but prior to any type of violence. Mm. So I get called motherfucker, oh, 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 piece see, of see. shit, in many different languages. Oh, sure. And <laughs> you've learned a lot. Of, you learned small bits and pieces of a lot of different Spanish dialects and just, Correct. just the curse words you've learned. And like, there's been games where there's an American team and a Honduran team. Hey, he just told you to fuck off. I'm like, no English. Just like, just like, oh, I act like, okay. just, I mean, right. that's just a tool to diffuse it. Just like, yeah, I know he told me to fuck off. Oh, I don't speak God. English. Just treat me like I'm from the Balkans or something that's, like that. So you've, so you really, so you have developed. I mean, there are, there are unique strategies for, for survival in that, at that point. Correct. So like, as far as there's a thing in soccer, Hey, this guy got fouled, but guess what? They might be on a breakaway or a 2v1. You play advantage. Okay, in this sure. league, okay. sure, advantage, right. if you don't call the foul, the person might get up and headbutt somebody. I was going to say, that's a disadvantage now for somebody. Somebody's I've had get, that happen. Somebody's getting sculled out, and it's going to be, yeah, that's not well, a, Like my second game there, I'm just like, oh, two on one. We're going to keep on going. Yeah, let him play for And then this dude just gets up and headbutt somebody because I didn't call the foul. All right, okay. But again, okay. normal, I've done it on a STLC game. Did the same thing. And got fouled. Now, STLFC is how many is is one or two sort of like uh, levels, league levels removed from MLS. It's one below the MLS, just one below. And, and you the, did those for quite a while, right? Yeah, they're the the the. I was a fourth official for a U.S. Open Cup. Oh wow! Which is like every team in America plays towards one trophy, and the MLS comes in and like the. Let's just say sixth round. So STLFC here oh, in St. Louis beat two MLS teams, and I was on the last game that they played hey, when they beat an MLS cool. team. That is that uh, awesome. that's pretty good. Where are those played? But those is that Soccer down, Park? Is or, that down there in uh, is that uh, where Fenton or Fe- in Fenton? Yeah. What do you know? Park. Yeah, a lot of people are probably familiar with that or probably have played at that park. Well, that's pretty cool. I, and I, in fact, I did go and see you refing one time. I went and I. I ran into uh, another friend of ours. I don't know if we should be dropping names and things. I don't know what you're supposed to do. But, it, well, I'll give you the initials. JJ was out there. Come on. Uh, good friend. Good friend of ours. Uh, anyway, got, I got to see him. We got to, got to hear all the rowdy fussing and stuff out there. And I got to see Don and, uh, at a full jog. I'm telling you, a, a pretty strong jog up and down the sideline there. And it was impressive. It actually, I mean, it was actually kind of impressive. Uh, but, um yeah, pretty. That's pretty neat, man. I think uh, it, it's something I never knew much about, and I always found it interesting. Thought maybe our listeners might find some of that interesting too. And it turns out this is a question I had never asked prior to today: that Don Tebow may have almost died a couple times on a soccer pitch um, as a result of being a referee. And uh, I, I, I'm happy to know that you didn't die, Don. Um, I've had beer cans thrown at me. I've had... Um, Dude, that's great, right? You were, or yeah. You, were, were you thirsty at the time? Oh, not full beer Unfortunately, cans. I was refing, so I couldn't catch it and drink it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which would have uh-huh. been preferred, just to <laughs> piss people off more. Um, there was a game where a guy, a game got over, and a guy went and got a machete out of his car to come back. Um, well, he just wanted to... He just The grass was a bit tall, and he was like, oh, I need to... Maybe it was... They didn't quite trim around the goalpost quite like they could have, and he's... 
I was assuming it was either that or yeah. there's like a taco well, so stand it's at a, these leagues. It's a yard Oh, he's going to cut up some carnitas or something. Yeah. And he's, okay, so the machete, we don't know yet if it was of a violent nature, but it's... Uh, he was walking very peacefully back to his car to get okay. said machete. We got the, but then the guy, like he, that guy, cop pulled out a taser <laughs> and that kind of diffused everything. Oh, okay, right. And you, there's, you can't really tase carnitas or, or grass. I mean, that one's pretty much got it's one an purpose. Ineffective way of heating it's, up tacos. It's got one purpose. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's too high of current, too low of voltage. I think if it's in the, it's a absolute application. Well, thanks for telling us about that, Don. I think the listeners are much happier. I know I personally am. Uh, I, I feel a great, a great sense of satisfaction and calm after learning a bit more about what it is that you do one of the more interesting elements of your of your of your life so thank you for that i i i, I would like to there's one topic we're at 16 minutes here there's one topic i'd like to reach before we have to move into our final segment here and that is um uh you and i were doubles partners again like i said at the these the storied the storied legacy of of Correct. mcclure north mcclure north uh, academies <laughs> Uh, varsity tennis team junior year. This would have been 2003, folks. That's right, 2003. Uh, Donald Tebow and I barely knew each other, but we were we became doubles partners. And I would like to say, kind of hit it off immediately. Very different personalities, but I don't think we ever had trouble getting along, right? We, no, I, I, absolutely we, it was not. Fun. We, it was. It was one of. It, it was a unique joy in my life going out there and being able to have a goofy, fun time, even though I was losing at tennis and our coach was a psycho and <laughs> and, and everything else. Um, a tempered psycho. It he wasn't was, like very. He was a very get off my lawn kind of kind of psycho, more so than like a foaming at the mouth kind of psycho. But um, I think he meant well. Maybe I don't know. Not demonstrative. Like it wasn't just like, <laughs> hey, everybody, I'm a psycho. No, it's right. just inner. Right. It was. It was the psycho that you discover later. After a while, you go, oh, <laughs> he's crazy. Okay, I, I can see it now. All right. He. Uh, it, it, there was a particular time. I'm not sure if you recall this. It was happened to be at Riverview Gardens High School. You might see where I'm. See where I'm heading. Tournament. With this. Yeah, conference tournament. 2003. It would have been, I think. Uh, you and I were were our school's second doubles team, which you're like second. That's not too bad. Well, hang on. Anybody who knows how how singles doubles like uh, what what there's a name for it. Um, when you play a team against team, there usually there are four singles matches and there will be three doubles matches, so ten players total. Well, the second doubles position is essentially the seventh and eighth seeded players for that school. So we were basically playing like. The hottest match on the court. People, Who was one double? People were tripping about this match. It was Tom and John Billings. Soft Earth? Yes. Oh, the most fragile yes. person on yeah. the planet. You yeah. can barely hold an iPod. Point being, this was a this was definitely the this was definitely the bracket that people were concerned with. Two doubles, and you and I were there, knowing that we're basically holding the mantle for the whole team. I mean, this 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 school this school will never live it down if we're not able to pull off a victory at two doubles at conference in north county and uh yeah, you remember kind of how this went we, we made it to the championship match you, you remember that yes we because were up top and we were on the far court kind of it was on the, like the, towards the west end so it's like as far as like the exposure and the branding oh, it's yeah. like in the ncaa tournament <laughs> if rankin played itt tech this oh. is exactly the amount of draw that you would get for that <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. If, what's after the NIT? Whatever's whatever's like the f- fourth or fifth fourth. one down, and it's just yeah, it's just two two online colleges that don't even have campuses, and then you find out one of them's defunct. It's one of those Trump ones that doesn't even have like no one even goes there. It's just like money laundering 
or something and you learn money laundering. those two playing against one another it's like half of the slots aren't even nobody even shows up and a couple of the like the one singles guy is just a homeless guy who who walked over and yeah that's that's just sort of what was happening but in this particular case it was donald tebow and i on one side of the court and uh two young individuals on the other side of the court from uh the westernmost of the hazelwood High school locations, if I recall correctly, a red and yes. a red and white motif. Um, second, like third or second stage of white flight. This was, a like, little bit. I got, I got, kind of got that impression. Yeah, they're sort of heading that out that direction. And there was a, there was another couple of things I noticed. These guys were, I mean, we're, you know, rank and itt. We're, 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 we're talking two doubles here. These guys both had. I'm pretty sure didn't they both have Babolat racket frames? And we noticed that they both have like three hundred dollar rackets. Well, the short little twat kind of looked like a Weasley, like from Harry Potter. Oh, he was like a ginger kid, wasn't he? Oh, oh, I remember him as being light, light-colored hair. I don't know if it was ginger, but he definitely had a look to him. And boy, I've been stewing on it, thinking about it now after we <laughs> after we brought the story up. He had a look. He looked like, oh, he had a look. Yeah, I, I, I was, I, in my head, I always call him Sid because the only thing I can, the only person I can relate him to is the kid from Toy Story, the little evil kid that sleeps that sleeps on the bed with his asshole sticking up in the air and he and he like he lives in a he just lives in a big pile of trash and blows up toys for fun. I but not intimidating. Sid, yeah, it, oh not at all. Oh not at all. No, this is the kind of kid. So this guy Sid, this is the kind of kid who All right, first of all, I want to I got to throw I got to I got to give a little ambiance here. Sid Sid by the way wears a non-ironic like Jesus cross necklace. And this, it's not bling to be funny. It's not and it's not a small one like a poo hole is like a like a dainty little chain, just to like in memory of my father or something. No, no, no. This is a, this is a. I want, I want the th- my other fellow churchgoers to know that I love Jesus more than they do, and I'm gonna wear it around school. It's, a, it's just, just imagine that. Okay, now he spiked his hair like Eminem at the time. He had blonde hair, and he would gel it. This guy's about five foot three. Hard gel, like oh, the spikes. This, this like spiky they will, stuff. they will pierce your the skin if you stuff. touch the top of his head. The spiky stuff, and um, he had buck teeth, but he had he had like messed up teeth, and it's like, well, I know some people, you know, that's unfortunate, and some people maybe, you know, don't have the the means to afford maybe fixing that. But this guy has a four hundred dollar tennis racket. I, I think you could have fixed that. Why didn't you fix that? All I'm thinking is, Sid, why didn't you fix that? What what what's going on with you, Sid? And right when we get on the court, you're looking at this guy like something's wrong with it. Why you look like Eminem with fucked up teeth? And uh, and it became clear there is something wrong with this kid. This is the kind of kid who, when he, the only thing this kid ever eats is like a bowl of cold spaghettios, and he doesn't even look at it while he just shovels them into his face while he's staring at like anime or something on his but, old CRT TV or something like drinking warm Dr. Pepper straight out of the box you know that kind of kid it's special SpaghettiOs not the normal O's it's like a theme one absolutely like, Shrek th- Shrek themed <laughs> Shrek. you goddamn right you got Princess Fiona in, in shapes in there you got Shrek shapes you got a dog I want the dinosaur SpaghettiOs mom <laughs> exactly this kid's 16 years old it's the kind of kid who's 16 or maybe he was probably 16 when we played him or seven, 16 or 17 it's the kind of kid who's still yet at that age once in a while will just show up to some show up somewhere in public with a Kool-Aid ring around his mouth, like a red stain around his lips that he just didn't do anything about. The kind of kid who uh, I imagine like playing, playing on his parents' home PC that's it's located in their kitchen on a table that has nothing but a whole bunch of other like mail from 16 years ago, and he just plays like two-dimensional games 
wearing an AT&T headset that his mom had from her old telephone job, shouting at kids from other countries that can't understand him with a lisp. I don't know. His his dad is the guy from the South Park episode of World of Warcraft. Absolutely, his dad. <laughs> absolutely, his dad is is fucking Randy Marsh. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. No, nope, we got this guy, and yeah, he's five foot four, maybe diminutive, a diminutive little prick. Yeah, that's Sid, and he's got a three hundred dollar racket, and uh, he was our he was our opponent on that very day, and um, yeah, we ended up. Well, let's see. Let's set the stage. We ended up. One set to one. So we're tied one set to one. I believe it was 5-5. Five, five. So we're getting close to the end of the, the deciding set. Uh, I believe Sid was serving, and we had gotten to a break point. And what the, so the situation was, if, if Don and I could win this point, we would secure the game, go, go up 6-5, and then it was my serve after that. And I had a pretty good serve at the time. It would have been my serve. You had a good the, first for the, serve. For the match. You had a good first serve. Oh, you get frustrated at yourself. Okay, serve. Don. Oh. I, was, I had a shitty bowl serve. Okay, serves. Don. Is it? Oh, we're doing therapy now. Let's we'll switch gears here in a second, Don. But for the moment, let me set the stage, please. <laughs> Apparently, I had a shitty. Set. God damn it. Uh, well, <laughs> I wasn't planning on faulting Don, so we were gonna win. We were gonna win on four aces. Either way, had we won a particular this particular point. We would have gone up 6-5. We would have been serving with a very, very good chance to win the match. Uh, okay, so then this uh, the point went as usual. Sid serves it over to me. And his his partner would just stand at the net, didn't do a lot of moving around. So basically the game plan is I'm just hitting cross court. Alley shots back and forth with the, with the server. And Don's kind of looking for an opportunity to kind of poach over to the middle maybe. And so is, so is the guy on the other side at the net. But you can't give too much room because then maybe I can go up the line or, you know, whatever. So we have this boring point going on like many had before. Well, finally, his uh, Sid's, Sid's teammate decides on this particular point that he wants to cut it off. He's going to surprise us. He's just going to jump in. He's going to cut the ball off halfway. He's going to spike something at Don's feet, take control of the point. Well, he makes a he, he does a shitty job of it. Starts moving too soon. I see it. Um, no time to move my feet and hit up the line. Uh, you know, up the up the, the up the alley. So I just lobbed the ball. And I remember this almost like in slow motion. So I just pl- pl- plunked a lob up over this kid's head. It wasn't great, but it was okay. Either way, it was, it was close enough to him that he thought he could get there, right? So he jumps up to try to hit the damn thing. He wants to spike it back at us. And this is going to be bad news for us if he gets it, right? I felt bad. I thought, oh, shit, maybe I hit that too low. He reaches up, swings at it, bumps it off the frame of the racket. The ball goes straight up in the air. The tip, yeah. You know? And me and Don then are essentially, you know, kind of like, wait, you got to wait for it to hit the ground. Point's not over quite yet, but we're both sitting here like relieved. Okay, we did it. We've got the game. Um, and that kid knew it. He, messed, he knew he messed it up. He starts kind of walking off. Me and Don are getting ready to high five. Point's over. Nope, Sid comes running up, smashes that ball. <laughs> <laughs> and then he starts yelling like Randy Marsh. Yeah, take that. And uh, Don look, turns to me and he goes, uh, what just happened? I said, um... I'm not sure, but they double hit the ball. And I told him, hey, that's a double hit, man. Come on. No, it's not. I said, well, I don't know. Did you ask the guy who hit it? Lo- uh, no, it's not. Lower pitch. <laughs> oh, really? No, it's was not. It? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was a squirt, man. He was convinced. And we are, and then we kind of looked at each other, me and Don, immediately knew, like, he's going to do this, isn't he? He's really going to do it. So we went and got Rocky Ryan, and he came over. He got real. He, he, I've never heard him yell in, in this way. But they, we brought the coaches over, right? To, to figure out what was going to happen, like how to handle this thing. They, they just lied right in front of us about a really important point. So Randy, uh, or sorry, Rocky Ryan 
gets with the Hayeswood coach. He sends us off in our directions. We weren't there to listen to it. He said, you guys go over there. You guys go over there. We're going to talk about this. And from away across, three courts away, we heard Rocky Ryan go say, oh, God damn it. Oh, that's malarkey. And uh, we looked over, smiling, waited for him to walk his slow ass back over to us and go, ah, it's on their side of the court. It's their point. We said, okay. All right. Well, suffice to say, me and Don went on to uh, lose. Well, the outcome wasn't great. We, uh, we went on to lose. Now, here's the part. On the, on the, on the match securing point, Sid, uh, what, 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 no, let's just ask this question. What would you think to do after winning a match on cheating, you know, by cheating at, at, in, in part, what would you think to do in terms of like humility or um, respect for your opponent after you do secure the final point? You would maybe think, uh, you know, I don't know, just walk me through it. Uh, it depends on the type of person that you are. Um, me, I'd be like, hey, it went our way. Okay. You walk up, you, you tell them, all right, hey, you high don't fives. High fives. You don't double down on your cuttness after fucking I doing would that. Think now the, I would think that's a good time to show a little humility, even though it's, even though it's fake. Uh, you would think that they might just go, all right, guys, nice, nice match. And high fives. Here's what this kid does. He goes, da-na-na. Oh, God, he did the ESPN thing. He I did the ESPN that. noise to us <laughs> after they beat us after cheating. And I can't believe it. I was in stunned silence. Don, of course, big grin on his face, just going, what in the hell is happening to us right now? Uh, yeah, and we walked it off. and uh, yeah. We won the next year, didn't we? Uh, oh, no. So let's, next year, I played in a different. In, I played singles. I played four singles. And that ended differently. Who did I have to play? I forgot <laughs> so, even who so I played. You were, so then you were playing. You were playing either with John or with. Tom. Oh, no, I was playing with Soft Serve. You were playing with Billings at the one doubles. Don had graduated to one doubles, and I had in Ill- second year tennis. Ill advisedly, <laughs> <laughs> ill advisedly, I had been slid up into. A, I had earned myself a singles position because I worked on my serve and I was decent, but I, yeah, I wasn't good. And uh, yeah, that was a whole different year. I don't know if we have time for for senior year, Don. We got. No, we'll we'll we, do this again. We can go deeper into refing stories. Dude. We're gonna have done. Oh my goodness! People yeah, get naked during games. Start like we can. Uh, yeah, yeah, we. People, we can, you mean people besides you? Uh, other, coach got naked. Other we'll, people. We'll leave that as a uh, just a carrot oh, for the next podcast. A teaser. All right. Okay. At the thirty minute mark, we got just enough time for a couple of couple of listener emails. So this is a segment I like to do where I give the listeners a voice. You guys have been loyally listening to me since the start all the way back to the beginning and uh you've got some opinions you might want to share some more favorable than others and that's okay i said it last time i know there's going to be some criticism that's all right so i'd like to open a couple up and hey if they're questions if they're comments if it's just a fuck you well, I, anything's fair game and uh, i'm gonna read them out here so let's see what we started with i got um i've got a couple um you know what actually let's go to this one first because uh actually a an important a prominent figure in for both of us, up, one of my, yeah. in fact, uh, my, my best friend actually, but also a, a, an influential figure for Mr. Donald Tebow, a fellow tennis, the uh, tennis player, has got some, has got an email. I, this is the first time we're reading it through, so let's have a look. Um, all right, let's see. <laughs> uh, Corey's got something for you, Don. You want to read that one out and give a response? All right, so yeah, so Corey played, <laughs> we played tennis together. We hung out. We used to play Mario Party at his parents' mm, house. Mm-hmm. It was like the first two story house I ever even saw, kind of, because I grew up in Jennings, Woo. right next to Ferguson, North County. There it is. Do you feel the phrase E? That's in quotations. 
it is the precursor to today's yeet? Oh my, that's such a good question. Or do you think it was simply the inspiration that led to an eventual discovery and popularity? So, um, it drew inspiration from one of my friends in college I played soccer with, uh, Kyle. He would just be like, hey, you want to go to this place? He's like, yee. And again, he grew up in rural, the rural, rural version of southern Missouri. Wow. Population 3,000. Do you think it was, do you think yee was just a lazy yes basically uh it was something that he brought with him like right. he went like he went to like a some school like in northern Oregon, arkansas to play he's like hey what do you do i'm like yee and then some of those mannerisms i brought into this group of friends sure because yeah. when we used to hang out and hey, i'm still using it man ask anybody they, I, don't, I don't i think it annoys people but hey i'm still using it and that's why you need to continue that's using don it Tebow, that's a don Tebow original as far as i'm concerned so yeah i think it was originally yee and then it just <laughs> went to e just because of laziness yeah, well, pr- pronouncing the, uh, that extra y at the front of e that's a mouth that is a muscular movement of the tongue there that's just a waste of energy. all about efficiency that's a lot, just, tongues are used for a lot of other things well, I, well, different uh, podcast well hey, anywho man, we'll, we'll revisit <laughs> <laughs> that. Hey, we're gonna revisit that in part two. Uh, I think that's a great answer. I think that satisfies it. Yeah. It was, a, yeah, it was, it was an import from uh, from an, another group of friends. I like that. Second question. Uh, thank you. Know. Yeah, thank you for the question, Corey. Great question. Um, let's see. This one looks like maybe it's addressed at me. It says DT, but we don't know which DT <laughs> that is. So Corey's an idiot so for doing funny. that. Corey, Corey, you're, you're so terrible stupid. job. <laughs> you're so stupid. I'm throwing this. <laughs> I, I Actuary think, degree, I my think, ass. <laughs> I, think, I think Corey probably means me. I'm just going, Correct. I'm going out on a limb here. Correct. I'm going on a limb, DT. That's probably my homework. Uh, okay, good. This is actually seems appears to be related to um, the the very last episode. Uh, is is a ghost possum in the same paranormal space as a doo doo related ghost, also known as a DRG? Do they occupy an adjacent space? What's the Venn diagram looking like? Is he saying it's a no overlap, a mutually exclusive sort of thing? Um, yeah, no, that's a very good question. I thought the same thing when she described that. The first thing I thought was, do we do we potentially have a DRG on our hands, or is there? you know has a portal opened up because in fact they do come from the same space they come from uh well i don't know where but uh they're both ghosts and they're both completely imaginary so they come from the minds i think of insane people and so yeah they come from the same spot mordor and also <laughs> and also middle earth so uh let's see random this could go either way all right well maybe i'll take one and you take the other down would Corey asks would you rather eat high school cafeteria or half price fast food Okay. What? I'll take the first one since the second one For is sure. tennis related. For this sure. one, again, would you rather eat free high oh, school? Oh, I'm sorry. Free. I, I, I read it wrong. Free high school yeah, cafeteria yeah, yeah. food or half price fast food. Okay. okay. They're about the same. Now okay, we're okay. gonna break down in between the square pizza that you got, which oh, was rectangle pizza. Rectangle pizza. So hot. Golden ratio pizza. Outside of that, unless you got like Bosco sticks or pizza Dude. sticks. Mm, you're gonna have to go with half price fast food because I lived on Del Taco when I lived in the uh, in Dogtown for sure. Del Taco. It was you could buy. It was Taco Tuesday. You could get five tacos for two dollars. Yeah, it's absurd, and it was really good too. I love Del Taco and a bucket of fries. Uh, it was so good. Oh, that's a great answer, Don. The fast food's so damn good, you're willing to buck up a little bit. Um, but I, I'm probably going to swing through that cafeteria, get some Bosco sticks on the way to Del Taco. For Dipping sauce is really good. Copy that marinara. Oh, great question. Oh, it brings back memories. Uh, all right. And finally, another, that's another great question. Thank you, Corey. Okay. Uh, let's see. <laughs> 
Oh, would you rather play? He says, beautiful, free-flowing tennis, just the best tennis of your life, or win-at-all-costs tennis. That's Now, that's actually a really good question. Um, I, I got to tell you, mental game's always been such a struggle for me. I, I, would, I would prefer to have a... Uh, a, a to, to, to know that I can always play in such a way that I feel comfortable out there and it feels good. I'd like to be free-flowing. Um, it's not about winning out there. I just want to feel like I'm hitting some good shots and looking decent, you know? That's yeah, a good question. What do you think, Don? I am exactly the same. And to so playing basically midfield throughout my career in soccer, I'd rather hit one 25-yard absolute bomb that makes sports center <laughs> than have a two foot like five goals that are just like tapped in. <laughs> so I agree with the beautiful free flowing. Ah, so beautiful to you is like an expert shot, a virtuoso shot, not necessarily just um, fundamentals type of ball. You're thinking beautiful as in like uh, curls it around the moon and back into the upper 90. Correct. So from a tennis perspective, okay. I'd rather Up hit paint, five paint insane sexy drop shots sure. and lose every match if anybody could than do it, the polar opposite. If anybody could do it. Then. Interesting question, Corey. We don't have any more time for that one. I, that great great question, though. Thank you for those. Um, yeah, I think I, I think I, I might agree with you. Slightly different definitions there. We've got a couple more here in just a little bit more time. There's a few I don't want to miss. And uh, some some that you know who you are. You're, you're going you're gonna, to – I got your email. And we're going to read that maybe next time. There's one from uh, Bill Gates we can answer next Well, time. Bill, I already told him. I was like, no, I didn't. Uh, <laughs> the the micro-tracking chips are not ready yet. I'll let you know. The um, So I, I think we're going to do one more. And I do have others, like I said, that I really want to get to. But we're pushing it on time here. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick one from an, another listener. who had, We've actually got an email from this listener before. I don't want to use her real name uh, for you know the sake of protecting people's identities. But it is a young lady from... Uh, from my hometown of St. Louis, Missouri, and she goes by Bear, so I'm going to call her that. So I don't want to give her real name. Um, so let's see. Uh, this time I'm, I know not to read the warning part of the because that's a disclaimer. Um, so I'll start at the actual body. And thank you, by the way, Bear, for this email. Let's see what she has to say. First time reading it here. What do we got? She says, "A holla at your boy DT." Oh, for sure, that's me. Um, you sure? Let, what, uh, oh my God, dude! She maybe she was <laughs> maybe she was messing with us. All right, well. Well, hello back, and I guess also Don, maybe say hello. Hi. Be, be nice. Um, all right, last Abby was chill. I agree. Um, really made my mind pump. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, I really liked that one big part about the time and place of that event. It took a new spin on things. Yeah, that's good. We like to we like to share new perspectives. 100% objective opinions. She said she goes on to say it got me thinking though, and here's what I need your solid take on colon. Good use of a colon. You have a cool last name. Oh, thank you. Uh, would you allow me to name a hardcore metal band after you? Oh my God, what would it be? Are we going with a Turner-based? It could be like, um, is there something really brutal that you would use the word turn or Turner that could be in there like, uh, 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 like stomach Turner? That's not good. Bunsen Turner. Uh, Bunsen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> A pun. We made a pun with Bunsen burner. We made a we made a chem a high school chem equipment pun. We need to go back to Dom Brink in oh, chemistry Christ. class trying to She's probably still there, assault right? all of us. She's probably sexually. still there trying to brushing brushing up against the brushing up against groins. All right, um, let's see. We got uh, I got we got to stop that one there. Yes, Bunsen Turner. <laughs> 
<laughs> Next question from the bear. Uh, do you think 20 years from now, oh boy, that's, that's a ways off, we'll be doing the things we think we'll be doing? 20 years from now. Well, so interesting, interesting question. Donald and I met almost exactly 20 years ago. And what, Don, what did you think that we'd be doing, say, around about uh, the present? Uh, based on our, how we are in our career path and what we yep. do for a living. Sure. Not a single chance. <laughs> you didn't think that, Don, when we met in, in, in Miss Connolly's French class and you had bright blonde hair... And I uh, and I never came to class and got after out. bleached. And we would yeah yeah yeah. And we we would steal the pink slips off of her desk without her note. Around that time, you didn't think twenty years from now you may be sitting in front of a computer screen doing a doing a podcast for the masses for our adoring fans. You didn't think we'd be here. Well, I still know six words of French, so très bien. Oh, battre les viandes, oui. Oui, oui bien sûr. <laughs> Um, no, I had no idea because again, the formal the mind isn't fully developed from long term perspective until twenty five. The, the viande is battered and the mind is still 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 developing, I guess. But um, no, I don't think. And I mean, there's so many variables that it's not like with technology sure. and the East Koreans yeah, invading so the West Koreans. That's or, true, and and and, it, and just nobody winning. The uh, so twenty years from now, what uh, any predictions done? Uh, let's see. I will be in my fifties, hopefully nearing retirement, and then I thought you were gonna say nearing retarded. I'm like that doesn't even make sense, dude. What? But okay, retirement. Well, that's the cause of the retirement. Oh my goodness! All right. Well, I'm sure. I, I'm assuming helmets will be very sophisticated oh, oh, twenty years from now. All, right. All right, we're going <laughs> get back on. We're off the rails, Don. Let's get uh, twenty years from now. Okay, so nearing retirement, fifty-three. That's a little, a little ambitious. Okay, what else? Anything else? So. Um, honestly, my daughter will be in her 30s, probably married, have kids. Estranged or still in the picture? For her? No, I just mean, are you going to be a part of her life? Are you planning on... Uh, oh, absolutely. Going to be in a part of her life? It's good Hopefully she stopped doing gymnastics because it's, it's so Donna. fucking expensive. It was, a, it was a bit of a joke I was making. I didn't really think, huh? gonna, I didn't really think you were going to abandon your daughter. No, I'm going to abandon you that's, within well, 20 years. That's, and, uh, <laughs> that's, the, that's the reason you can see me squirming here. I saw this question and I immediately got uncomfortable because, you know... Oh, the DT and DT bond is strong. Uh, 20 years, anything else? Oh, you know what I was thinking? 20 years, the flying cars, yes or no? 20 years. Levitating, not flying. Okay, okay. He's a, a, a half measure. All right, I'm not used to that. I was thinking this, check it out. What if this happens? Cars cars do start flying. It's like just like all the movies said, but check it out. Airplanes, though, go back to driving. So you got driving airplanes, flying cars. It's a little bit of a two steps forward, one step back kind of thing, you know? How I wish there was a mind blown emoji that I could throw <laughs> yes, in right exactly, here. Exactly. I wish you could see his <laughs> jaw on the floor, ladies and gentlemen. Jaw on the floor. Oh my God. Well, after that, after that, <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> do you, all right. So she asks uh, another great question. Thank you. Not, and it's not your fault that I bombed on that one. So, do you think that if you had the strength to lift an entire semi truck, depends on the kind of low we're hauling, that you would use that power for good, or she says, instead of evil, she says, or for not so good. What would you do if you had incredible physical strength, enough to lift a semi-truck? I assume she means, the. does that mean the cab only, or is that with a, a loaded, like a loaded payload, like a trailer? Let's just go ahead and say that you're able to lift 20,000 pounds, something absurd, something something that no human can lift. You can lift 20,000 pounds, what are you doing? Are you lifting, you know, are you just throwing 15 hay bales at a time? 
on FarmersOnly.com, or are you, uh, or are you out here lifting up bank vault doors and getting ducats? Well, we can get to a huge superhero just whirlpool as far as like what the powers are. Uh, this superhero, quote unquote, that she's talking about, sounds like somebody who died in the beginning of Suicide Squad. Spoiler alert: a lot of weird superheroes die in the beginning of Suicide Squad. Okay. The James, oh, not the James Gunn one, just like that. Gotcha. But okay. I would okay. probably use it. I mean, not so good. That's not so bad. If you're just like kind of For sure. working in between, you're, you're navigating that gray area. No, that's a big, very good point. She, she, she intentionally phrased it as not so good. She didn't say evil. Uh-huh. She didn't say evil. So you could be, I mean, what? So give me, the, give me an example of something that's not evil, but would be maybe not so good. What do you think that might be? Like lifting up, uh, you know, what would you be? what would you do with that strength that's, eh, you know, not evil? But. So there's probably about an 80 to 100 foot tree that's dying in my backyard. I would just lift up that tree and uh-huh. set it into my neighbor's yard that I don't sure, like because sure. he's a twat. And then he has to pay five thousand dollars to get it to remove from his house. Unless he can pick up, unless he can pick up that power in the meantime and set it back and forth, and you guys can be basically playing tree tennis. Is he my? Is is he a villain? Is he the not so the not so good villain? Oh my god! Oh, he's your counterpart. You're not so good, and he's not so bad. Yeah, he's just he's just a a dull in between, and you're like not really too lazy to be evil. He's goodish. I'm evilish. Oh my god! All right, so let's put a. All right. <laughs> what I think we need to do right now is not only do I need you to sign a non-disclosure agreement, we got to cut this off quick because there's, yeah, okay, we got some trademarking to do. We got something. I got to talk to my lawyers because we got this is a, this is yeah. A, don't fuck with Disney. This they'll, is a, they'll, they'll this fuck is a you movie up. script, dude. This is a movie script, and yeah, I don't want it to. Especially if you're Jewish, Walt Disney. <laughs> oh jeez. Huge anti-Semite. I mean, I get that, but yikes. Okay, we didn't. All right, okay. Watch Snow White. Of course that's a Jewish chick who's the late, well, uh, the bad Don, chick. Don. It's I, known. I, I agree with you. I know it's 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 historic. <laughs> I just, we got a little dark there here. The thing is, I'm trying to listen. It's uh, I'm, I got, my listeners are on my side right now. I don't want to, I want to keep the momentum going in the right direction. And so it's just getting a little dark. Um, uh, so let's stay off the Jew stuff. All right. Uh, any other questions well here done, from referee. Bear? Way to navigate your way through that. Yeah. All right. Did I, stuck to, did I stick the landing? Or yeah. Why would you... you nailed it. Okay. I, I know you. I didn't see you. You didn't have your. I haven't got red carded, so I have it in car. I got the magic spray and everything. <laughs> I, was waiting, I was waiting for you to judge me on my performance. I was waiting for a big old like a five point five or something to to come up. Uh, well, that seems to be it from the bear. And God, thank you so much, bear. Every you know she faithfully uh, has sent an email in every single time. Gives us a lot to talk about and a lot to. Uh, <laughs> a lot to maybe not talk about. Uh, well, my goodness, I think uh, that that's pretty much it, Don. That's everything I had planned. We're at 46 minutes. That seems like a good time. I had a great time with you. Um, we, we covered a lot. There's a lot yet to be covered, which is exciting for me. I think we'll probably have to do this again, a Don Tebow part two kind of thing. What do you think? Duh. Uh, wow, we oui, par deux. You remember? Uh, oh, dix-neuf cent quatre-vingt-dix uh, oui, that, that was uh, the year we started in French in middle school. Oui, c'était dix-neuf cent quatre-vingt-dix-neuf avec Monsieur Labbé, and uh, I think that dude's dead, which is sad. So, uh, yeah, he was really cool. We oui, senior. Uh, oui. <laughs> two languages. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, what? You, part two? Yes or no? He said. Oh, thousand percent. Très bien. All right. Um, well, then, in that case, uh, I, I suppose it's about time for parting thoughts here. I, I would probably go ahead and maybe 
wrap up with something a little generic. Just say, hey, thanks everybody for listening. Give me a little bit of feedback. I got some feedback on the quality of the audio last time. Sounded like it was mostly pretty good. Appreciate that. Got a little feedback on uh, a few other things, and I and I and I appreciate that. Some good, some bad. You guys are all my friends, and I and I love you. Tell me what you think. Um, Don, any thoughts? Word to your mother. <laughs> That might be up where we have to end it. Oh, my goodness, guys. Thanks so much for listening. And look for part uh, uh, episode number three coming out sometime soon. We will catch you next time. Goodbye.